Welcome to the Esports Network Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything related to esports, whether that's the players, the executives, and even former players and now executives. So here to help me kind of talk about his perspective on things and a little bit more, let's welcome in Carlos Rodriguez, the CEO and founder of G2 Esports. He's also known as Ocelot from his uh, his pro playing days. So thank you for coming on, Carlos. I appreciate the time and I can't tell you how excited I am to have you on the show. Yeah, huge pleasure. Thank you very much for inviting me. Anytime, anytime at all. You're always welcoming here. So, uh, like I said, founder, CEO of G2 Esports, previously League of Legends player out of the EU LCS, which is that's that's a history book kind of thing, right? There. I'm not dating myself at all, am I? <laughs> no, that's, that, that sounds like uh, archaic right now. Right, doesn't that, it? That sounds really, really old. So, in case you don't know what G2 Esports is, you're living under a rock somewhere. They have teams in what? Rainbow Six, Valorant, Apex. I mean, a, a ton of teams. A League CSGO, of Legends. Go, League of Legends, Rocket League, Sim Racing, Fortnite. I mean, the, the list, list goes on. Exactly. The list goes on and on. So, obviously, the League of Legends squad, super well-decorated. Eight LEC championships and an MSI trophy to boot. That's better than any team out of NA can boast. So, congratulations for that that team. Thank you very much. But we'll talk about them a little bit later on. For, but for now, I kind of wanted to delve into um, your background a little bit, right? You went from a, a big-time player with SK Gaming and, and moving into your own organization, uh, in-game, out-of-game leader. What led to you kind of founding your own esports organization? Was this something that you... Like, a goal you set for yourself early on with you know depending on how you interacted with other orgs as a player yourself or was it something you'd always wanted to do well i i i guess i was always um I, i've always been a bit of an um entrepreneur at heart and i was always looking to find ways to i mean negotiate my own contract without agents or just just try to find you know some biz dev uh, to do some biz dev with uh with with partners and brands and that was that's why i i became sort of uh one of the first players, um, at least the first player that, that's that's known to have multiple different individual sponsorships besides on top of of, of, of having my organization team deal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which wasn't heard of. And so that 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 you know, I always had this mindset, right? But by by the last year competing, I uh, sort of felt like I wanted to build something that outlasted my career and something that was just much bigger. I mean my career my brand Ocelot World, right? That's how I called it, like the, the world of Ocelot, right? <laughs> was actually very large. And but at some point I was like, Yeah, but what is this for? Is this useless? Because if one day I stop playing or one day I I don't know, stop being a public figure for whatever reason, uh, that brand is worth zero. So mm-hmm. uh, I essentially stopped investing anything on that on that brand, stop utilizing it and just double down on on what now is G2 Esports, right? So when I created G2 Esports, I was looking for literally just create a group of people that have two things in mind to win everywhere in, you know, not only in game, but also outside the game with the best graphics, the best video, the best socials, the best everything. Uh, but on top of that, uh, be entertaining. Mm-hmm. And those two pulling equally in both directions, you know, and, uh, and 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 that's you know how G two esports came came to life. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a little bit watered down, but I'm not going to say no. You're you're right. It's it's kind of just come coming from from yourself and kind of wanting to build something like, like a legacy, right? Yeah, correct. I mean, I, I was starting like I have to be consumed with my with my job, right? And mm-hmm. I well, it's not that I have to. It's just I am consumed with whatever I'm doing at, at that moment and whatever I'm enjoying at that moment. So as a player, I was I was always consumed by the game I was playing in. And I was having showers, thinking about the game. I was uh, about to sleep, thinking about the game. My nightmares and dreams were about the game. Everything that happened was about the game. Everything. If I read a book, it was just for the purpose of getting better at the game. Everything that happened around my life was just for the purpose of being better at the game. And 
at some point I, st- I stopped having those dreams about the game and I started having dreams about, you know, what if I actually build a group of people that actually does something f- cool? And, and you know, I started having those thoughts. And every time I was taking a shower, I was no longer thinking about me getting MVPs or like dreaming about it. I was just dreaming about being, you know, the most uh, uh, respected and successful um, entrepreneur in, in, in the world of gaming. And I was, I mean, my dreams just changed, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't want to, I don't want to say evolved because, you know, it's not better or worse, but definitely changed, you know, yeah. I've won enough MVP awards. I've, I've won enough tournaments. I've done in, you know, competitively well enough that I feel satiated, you know, like I'm happy yeah. with it. I'm happy to move on. And now I want to be the best team owner uh, in, in esports and gaming. And now my, uh, role and my ambitions and my goals are also shifting about around the year uh, throughout the years my job right now looks very different than my job six years ago when mm-hmm. the company was in its infancy right mm-hmm. so right now i do a lot more around entertainment i do a lot more around what's next or a lot more around what's next in terms of tech as well right like things like crypto nft and technology and things like just learning curious about it and how to connect that with what we do with what we do day to day so overall I, 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 I like to, I like to think that I'm definitely um, at my best when I'm enjoying what I'm doing, and if I'm not enjoying what I'm doing, at some point I'm gonna pull the trigger. Mm, no, for sure. You want a, you want a new challenge. It's it's something that uh, you want to yep. stay on top of. So it's completely understandable why you want to kind of shift your career focus and everything like that. So I guess you moved on from being a player. How much did that previous life as a player kind of impact the decisions you made moving forward? I mean, you had early day day defeat, uh, World of Warcraft, CS:GO. Not just oh you know League God, of Legends. Defeat you. You catch that one. Damn. Yeah, yeah. I'm, That's I'm actually impressive. I'm very quick. Trust me. You know, twelve year old Ocelot playing day the day defeat. You know, that's not something everybody looks over. But well, how do you know that? That's actually like a rare. That's a, that's a rare piece of knowledge. Hey man, it's I, true. I do my research. But how much did your did your uh, your player life impact your future life moving forward? Uh, very much so. I mean, a lot of the skills that I've learned as a player, I still use, utilize as as the CEO of this company. You know, mm-hmm. like things like um, you know, I always say things like, "I'd rather be decisive than right." Mm-hmm. So I'd rather make a call that it may be not the best call, but everybody will follow mindlessly than the right call that some people believe in it some people don't and that's something you learn as a player like it doesn't matter if you're like imagine you're a shooter game and you go rush b and there's like maybe not the best call but if everybody just rushes b like mindlessly that has a higher chance of success than a really complex super powerful strategy mm-hmm. where some people follow it some people don't or some people just don't fully like are bought into it so i'm a big believer in people buying into my vision through uh, that inspiration that I thrive to to give, and and that is learned. A lot of it is learned through, you know, being the in-game leader in some of my teams, and a lot of it is driven also through actually being a content creator. And sometimes you have to, you're in front of thirty thousand people concurrent, and you have to say something, and whatever you say is gonna define whether they get entertained or not. And so, um, whatever you do or or say do it decisively and all of a sudden you see the the different reactions in the chat um, <laughs> it's, it's like you know it's like for example kevin hart right it's kevin hart like yeah. the funniest guy at like crafting jokes scripting and stuff probably not but like his delivery is like top notch right mm-hmm. and i feel like i'm, I'm this i'm the same way i feel like you know, that's a good principle to, to that i like to live by you know it's not about the quality of the joke or the quality of what you're doing but like 
you know, how you're delivering it. The execution. The execution is key for yeah. most part. I understand. No, for sure. So uh, at first, I mean, was this kind of like a, a big blur, kind of a rush starting up G2 Esports and, and then uh, being responsible for an entire organization? Or did like the team you kind of enveloped yourself in and kind of surrounded yourself in, like, like Jens Hilger, did they kind of help you out a little bit to delegate that load and make it easier for you? Yeah, no, definitely. There's a lot of people that I learned from and continue to learn from that have not only maybe saved years of my life, uh, <laughs> But also a lot of money, a lot of resources, and a lot of like. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, this is like um, <coughs> you see someone like Jens do things, and you just learn. You just learn. You see him do things. Okay, so it's how he operates. We're very different from one another. Like Jens and I are very, very different. Mm-hmm. My co-founder Jens, very, very different. We can't be more different, in fact. <laughs> but but uh, I've learned what works for me um, in big portion thanks to Jens. And I've learned what doesn't work for me, again, in big portion, thanks to Jens. However, there are common denominators that I see uh, with uh, successful businesses and people in general. And, and you, 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 learn, <laughs> you learn those by looking at people like Jens. You just look at how they talk. You just look at how they do things. You look at the level of hesitation or the lack thereof, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you, look, you look at things like that and, and you learn. No, for sure, man. So uh, you've learned, you've built G2 into one of the largest, most successful esports entertainment brands in Europe, possibly one of the best ones in the world. You made an impact beyond the content. You've made, you know, a lot of headway partners like BMW, Adidas, MasterCard, to name a few. I mean, what is it about esports that lends itself to become part of these big brands outreach strategies? I mean, we, we, we have access to the target audience that everybody wants to have access to. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only that, but we have learned and continue to learn how to um, engage with them in a deeper way than any other traditional sports team certainly is able to. Like the level of connection between fans and and, and esports teams is like miles deeper than the level of connection between your average traditional sports team and your average fan. Mm-hmm. And I think that that that. You know, that tells a lot. This tells a good story. You know, we're able to relate to people. We know what they think, how they think, and we and we want to make them happy. It's a lot more empathetic. It's a lot more empathetic relationship. So I feel like a lot of these things go hand in hand. Anybody that knows, you know, anybody that just doesn't have a name. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so, so this, here's what I believe. I think that uh, traditional marketeers, as we understand them, are just absolutely rubbish at understanding what's next. They just know the ABC of marketing and that's just that's just going to keep them away from trying stuff. Mm. Well, those marketeers are the reason why uh, their brands that they were leading marketing for were not the first movers in, in, in this sector. First movers that are already existing, that are already out there and that are already getting all the market share and all the, you know, for, for very cheap actually as mm. well, relative to the value generated. So I, I just think that um, it takes the younger wave of marketeers that understand <clears throat> marketing much more as a, you know, uh, brand and, 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 and empathy mm. play with the, with, the, with the community much more than let's spend half a million on this video. <laughs> you know, like I, I, I think that the, the times are changing, you know, and now relevance comes way above production quality. Um, you know, connecting with fans comes way above the whatever message you want to send. Like, 
Yeah, the times are changing. And this market is just unable to react fast enough, I think. So those that do end up like BMW, Adidas, Domino's Pizza, MasterCard, you name it, right? Red Bull, all these guys, <laughs> they, just, they, just, they just get it. No, for sure. Yeah, no, you're right. And, and now companies like like Ralph Lauren are even hopping on your train as well. You know, yep. the, that Reckless line is coming out soon, which is I am I'm a little excited for personally. I, I'm a big polo fan wearer, so I, I like to keep up with the fashion trends. Same here. So that's what's funny because you know what's funny? <laughs> what's up? I grew up. I grew up. Um, and I mean, if you look at pictures back in the day, I grew up um, with BMW. Being my favorite brand, <laughs> wearing Adidas to like all my trainings in football and all that stuff, wearing Polo Ralph Lauren when I went out to party and like just outside. It's incredible, actually. And I haven't like <laughs> I haven't forced anything. Okay, I just it literally just happened. It's just funny coincidences, you know. I mean, hey, when you when you work out and you're successful at it, kind of the things that you like tend to come to you in the first place, anyways. Yeah, you, I mean, you might be right. Like maybe I react positively to like you know some conversation about hey, we're talking with Rob Ryan, and maybe I my I spark extra interest. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> maybe there's something there, you know. But it's just interesting. Hey, maybe they were impressed with your day defeat days, you know, just kind of. Came out with that right <laughs> yeah those days i don't even know how many viewers had the tournaments i played in but probably like a hundred viewers <laughs> <laughs> so so right we have these and i was proud by the way i just wanted to make them happy <laughs> <laughs> it's all you gotta do 12 viewers one viewer doesn't matter you're gonna make him happy either way right so uh, you partner with a company like Ralph Lauren. They're, they're doing like the, the clothing line for like the actual tennis events in wimbledon they're actually working with with you know yourselves I mean, what makes G2 specifically one of the most attractive kind of uh, esports destinations for brands to look to? Not just, you know, other, you know, esports in general. I'm talking about G2 specifically. Yeah, honestly, the, the, the key topic, I mean, the, the key point here is that we don't give a fuck. Mm. Like, we're here to have fun. And, and we have fun on our terms. And whoever doesn't like it just can, can go root for all the other boring teams. That's okay for us, you know? <laughs> and like, I, we really don't care. Like, we truly don't care. Like, we, we are doing things our way. And and we like we want to have fun with everything we do, win or lose. The goal is to have a good time, um, and 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 sometimes it's hard to because I don't think it exists. I I don't know a single um, brand that is known for high performance, while at the same time at equal levels, they are self-deprecating and funny about it. Like either you have the all blacks type, which are like all overly <laughs> over humility, performance, 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 or like Real Madrid of you know types, which is like <laughs> you know maybe arrogance, but definitely performance, performance. But they don't, they never roast any other team. For them, everything is too banal, banal, you know, banal. Banal, yeah. you got it. Yeah, too banal. Um, and, uh, you know, the Barcelonas of the world, which is like, you know, everything, invest in the young. But it's all so serious. There is like, I don't know a single brand on that serious. I don't think there is a single brand like this. So it could be seen actually the first brand that has on one hand winning at all costs <laughs> on the other <laughs> having fun at all costs and pulling equally both sides. <laughs> and then you know? somewhere in the middle, they have to make money somehow, right? <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Like I always say, we will not make a single dollar to uh, sacrifice in brand, mm. our brand. Is that that simple? I'd rather go bankrupt than become another shitty brand that is a copycat of brand number 357. I just hate it. I don't want it. I'm doing this because I, 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 I'm doing this because I'm, I'm loving every video we're creating. I'm loving to... 
I'm loving the culture. I'm just, I just, I, I just, I'm just in love with. Like, I could actually, I would no doubt, and you have my word for this. I would no doubt do my job for free for mm. nothing. Imagine I own zero percent of this company, I get paid zero, hundred percent. If I could, if I could live off whatever else I had, I would hundred percent do this job. Mm. I mean, that, your CEO's taking what a one dollar salary every year. I'm sure you're. Well, I don't take one, but I pay myself pretty damn well. Not gonna lie, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but if 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 the world would move differently, you know, I wouldn't mind for a second just not taking. I mean, this is just fun to me, you know. Yeah, it's no. a good challenge, good for the mind. It's good stress, you know. I love stress, like controlled stress. I love like having to solve these 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 challenges you know i love when a moment where everybody's like shaking mm -hmm. with fear i just i go out and say no just trust me mm -hmm. just trust me just come follow it's good no it's for good. sure for sure man I, I i love that mentality but let's talk about the things that you like the things that i love you know the, the games that we watch the games we play and kind of the entertainment value aspect of, of this this brand so i'm I'm assuming that you, you're still kind of focused on the teams that are playing in the, the league competitions, right? The League of Legends squad, Rainbow Six. I'm, I'm assuming you're still paying attention to them. How much of that focus is still maintained on those teams versus your day-to-day -day activities? Is it still kind of like 50-50 for you? I mean, my job is an ongoing... So, I mean, an ongoing quest of improving every lineup. Mm -hmm. And that is like daily. I literally have... We need to have like a daily esports call. <laughs> which question every lineup and that's that's the right thing to do like i don't care how large they are the players are i don't care i mean if the player is not good enough he's gonna be replaced eventually mm -hmm. um <clears throat> so so in a constant state of questioning lineups leads you to uh, be in a constant state of fixing shit and improving stuff and and that is 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 is, is, is um isn't isn't uh how, how do you call it isn't ever happening state of uh, growth that mm. requires a lot of time spent in understanding what's wrong, talking to with the coaching staff, even with the cook, just understanding what the cook thinks about everything going on in the house or whatever, you know, <laughs> uh, understanding how, you know, players react when they're in a group setting versus one-on-one -on -one, speak with the performance. I mean, it's just a whole, it's, 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 a, it's, very, it's a lot of work. Uh, and on top of that, I have a business to, <coughs> to run. And I have investors to mm. inform and please. And I have, and it's also like I have fans to please and spend time with. So it's like a lot of stakeholders. And I'm just trying to make sure that every stakeholder, that we are nurturing stakeholders that catering to them does not equal hurting another stakeholder so in other words my investors know that i will never sacrifice a dollar any any piece of brand equity or brand in general for a dollar and now and 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 i'm like if you, what you're looking for is 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 a is an investment that will um as a result get you you know, a lot of money out of just squeezing every single drop of value out of the brand. Well, this is not it. Mm. Like, I, 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 I want to build a multi-billion-dollar organization, and and this this is not built through you know optimizing for gains right now. It just it's just not. Mm. But on the and on the other hand, um, uh, with fans, I try to nurture a community that likes and expects self-deprecation after uh, after after doing bad in a tournament 
and and you know, I want them to do memes with us. I, w- I want them to laugh with us. I don't want these crybabies that come and say, you know, after losing, just you change this player. You can, I mean, you can go root for another team. I really don't care. Mm. As a matter of fact, you actually help me if you root for another team because I don't want you as part of the fan base. I really don't. Mm. It's, it's, it's a problem I don't want to solve, you know. I want to have the fans that are in sync with the way we are because then we don't have to lie to anybody. We're just the way we are. And so this concept, I try to apply it in every single thing I'm doing mm. and every stakeholder that is somehow a part of the organization, including staff members, including like employees right here. I want them to be an exact culture fit or at least close enough as a culture fit so that I never, ever run into having to optimize for one while hurting the other. No, for sure. And so you are pretty close to the fans. I mean, uh, the video making the rounds was you eating that shoe filled with like, whipped cream and cilantro after G2 <laughs> didn't make it to us. Disgusting. <laughs> was it was this, was disgusting. Was the cilantro just that bad for you? You just couldn't. Ha- it was I just- can't eat cilantro. I mean, I can eat anything. You give me everything. I'll eat it. Everything. Cilantro? Anything. You no. T- not cilantro. I can't. I, I don't know why. I tried one day. I did a, a cilantro salad. Just because I wanted, mm. I was like, I can't believe this. I have to like some. I, <laughs> how can I not like this when I like everything else, right? Like you can give me the most disgusting combination, like watermelon with chocolate and chorizo. I will eat it and I will enjoy it, okay? But you put cilantro in like the greatest thing, which is like what? I love lasagna. You put cilantro in lasagna, you're destroying my day, actually. Not even the meal. You're destroying wow. my day. Wow. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. Man. Is, it, is I it really have no idea? Is it that, that tastes like soap kind of thing? Is it like the Everybody genetic? Everybody says that. I don't know what soap tastes like, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't know what to say to this. I mean, I guess. I mean, it tastes, everything tastes like cilantro. Right. If, so, if there is cilantro in there, I can smell it from meters away. Oh, gosh. You're not supposed to smell cilantro. That's, but yeah. I can. Like, I, I come into a room and it, hmm. Like something's wrong here. Like there's like something <laughs> eating here. That's, is that bad? I'm telling you, is that bad? Is that bad? We I don't know why that is. We just study. We usually study by some doctors or something. Just look at your tongue. Just figure out what's going on in there. Because that's really the big issue. But let's. I just, I just accepted it. You know, there's no cilantro in my life. <laughs> let's talk about the reason why you had to eat that shoe filled with cilantro and whipped cream. I mean, G2 not making worlds. That's, that's, is that a little bit disappointing? How emotionally invested were you watching that five-game playoff series against Fnatic? Like Fnatic, oh, very much so. Fnatic was, was amazing invested. this year. Like they re- they made yeah. that lower bracket run. So I, I, was it like a sense of like, dang, we just they just beat us there on their best day. We couldn't beat them. No, I think that if that best of five uh, plays out ten times, I think we lose it seven. Hmm. Um, it's I, I, it's I, I think it's it's deserved that we lost, and and. And I, <laughs> I'm not being humble or anything. I'm just, I just like to be fair, you know, I just mm-hmm. to be like real. And, and I, I, th- I think, I think we're, I still don't think we're the fourth team in Europe. I think we're the third best team in Europe. I think Rogue uh, is not good. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but on the other hand, um, they had a better regular season. So they could like choose, I guess, better uh, who to play against and whatever. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, they overall did better throughout the year. So in general, I'm not even happy. I mean, if I would have qualified for worlds as third seed, I'm not even happy with it. I mean, that's disgusting. That, that should be like never accepted. Mm. Um, so yeah, overall I, I like, um, I like going through these moments where you just, um, shit the bed and you know, you have to rebuild essentially mm. because only then there's like actual growth and it's impossible to keep a lineup for many, many years and expect to succeed 
um, not even a core and expect like you have to change things. You mm-hmm. have to like get uncomfortable at some point. And these moments force us to be uncomfortable, to get uncomfortable. Um, and it's just is it's just what worlds what no qualifying for worlds did is just making it obvious mm-hmm. that changes needed to happen. And also, I feel like you know if you look at our victories in LEC, it was like win win like it, it was we won four times in a row, we lost two times in a row, we won four times in a row. And now we lost two times in a row. Mm. You know what comes next? <laughs> <laughs> Third, uh, fourth place, right? Is that, is that what comes next? <laughs> First place, baby. All right, all right. So um, it's a little, I mean, like missing out on Worlds, is that kind of like lend you to kind of watch Worlds more as a fan? Or are you just like done with watching Worlds for the rest of the year? Uh, absolutely <laughs> not. Like, for all I care, well, I mean, Worlds not happening. <laughs> like this year was not happening i'm still gonna tune in for the finals or whatever and right. just mostly to see what riot prepares for. <laughs> <laughs> then the, when the game starts just leave you know yeah just go to the like... gym and just get angry and just punch a bag or something <laughs> <laughs> watch the opening ceremonies like all right that's good i'm gonna turn this off now let's just relax I, somewhere else yeah i mean actually i probably watch something but i get pissed and mm. then, as I said, I'm gonna hit the gym or something just just to 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 let it go and continue to build a team. No, for sure. So uh, let's move away from from G2 and Worlds and League of Legends for a little bit, right? Let, let's move into, I guess, the realm of, of of gaming itself and how you guys decide what games uh, you get you buy into. I mean, as a CEO, how much say do you get in which game the organization forms or where you guys buy a team or, or really just what I mean, direction yeah, it goes I, in? Always, I mean. Nothing happens, <coughs> nothing major happens without my approval, which is not a sign of <laughs> of a scalable um, organization, but we're thankfully fixing that. Um, we're hiring fantastic people. Actually, Alban, mm-hmm. uh, Deschalot, our general manager right now, is a f- I mean, he's really is a machine. I mean, he's a machine. And I think people like him will continue to allow me to focus on my biggest strengths um, much more often, but yeah, just to your question, I mean, yeah, like we don't get a team without my approval, and I'm I'm typically the person that says let's get that team or let's I mean not that not that team but let's get a team in that game, right? Mm-hmm. Then I have an incredible team of people that <clears throat> find who the best people could be, um, and of course money is not infinite. We have a business that actually looks like a business, not like a family bakery store, so it, it, it has to make <laughs> sense, right? And so that requires sometimes to choose the third best option uh, that is uh, that is that is good money and we can build around and just have a plan to make them the number one within the next 12 months or something right and that happens often mm-hmm. so um yeah it, it it's a lot a lot of this comes from i mean i meet everybody from the industry often and i i understand what people are working on what publishers are working on what developers are working on what leaks legal organizers are are who they're speaking with, the things that will happen, you know. So I, I, I can, I have pretty good insight into how people think, mm-hmm. and that allows me to, to 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 make moves, and understand what the best moves are by digesting that information, right? Mm-hmm. And I do the same. Like I read Reddit, I read <laughs> Twitter, I read everything, and and not only the stuff that relates to me or you too, but also the stuff that just relates to games or just in general. So. I might go to a ready post, go into the comments. Like I read every comment, everything. <laughs> like if I see something I like or I'm interested, in, I just click on comments and read like 
I don't know, 30 comments. <clears throat> and I, by doing that, I learn how people think about things. And if there's new Battlefield coming out and then I see how people like the trailer and then I see how people like the previous game and then some people are disappointed that they didn't show these or that. And then the other guy, when they show the gameplay, they're like, okay, the weapons feel... And not weighty enough. So then the other guy says, maybe that's what I like with the, you know, that's what Call of Duty And then all of a sudden you like make your own popuri of information and the digest it and you're like, okay, so this is how, why people like Call of Duty mm. over Battlefield. And this is what type of people like Battlefield more than Call of Duty. Okay, they tend to be, I think these people are like 30 plus. I mean, I make my own maps in my head <laughs> with what I read, right? And then I combine that with all the conversations I have with people and then eventually I'm like, okay, yep, Rocket League, get the world champions. Mm. And then everybody follows. Uh, six, nine months, twelve months, three years later, but they do follow. No, for sure. I mean, it's it's very impressive. I will say that. I mean, also, you, you form your own demographic maps in your head just reading comments on Reddit. First of all, yeah. you're reading Reddit. That's that's the first issue. <laughs> I, I read everything. I read everything. For me, there's like, you know, when people say Reddit and Twitter and all that stuff is like, but for you, for me, it's like the best thing because I get mm. a perfect glimpse into uh, how people think mm. and i don't know why but that's like one v- i'm i'm very curious about that i read every comment about me <laughs> i read every comment about g2 i read every comment about things i'm interested in i spend three four hours a day in in platforms reading shit. um and yeah it's it's i enjoy it and i think it's part of the reason why i'm honestly good at my job is because when I read these things and I act upon those things I read, it's a form of empathy, actually. Mm. You're catering to what people like and what people will like tomorrow. You understand culture. You understand what people are interested in nowadays, the music they listen to, the um, videos they like, the videos they don't like, the games they don't like, the moves they don't like, the, the things you know they're interested or not interested in. And then you digest all of that and you make your own assumptions. That's why G2 is irreplicable. You can't replicate this culture of curiosity over what people are interested in. You can't. Mm. No, for sure. And so, I mean, replicating this across a continent. So, let's say I hear you guys are moving into the North American expansion, kind of moving into North America a bit. In what capacity are you guys planning on? on is it a step-by-step thing? Like, we'll get, first we'll get a, a t-shirt out there. Then we'll open up a family bakery out there. And then we're going to try and move up with a team. Like, what exactly is the step-by-step process of, of expanding to a whole other continent? Yeah, so we already are present in North America. Mm-hmm. In fact, like 30% of our fan base is from North America already with just uh, three, four teams. I say three, four because one is unofficial. Um, but um, yeah, so <clears throat> it's, not, it's not like we start from zero, mm-hmm. but it's, we certainly um, want to do more. And more meaning I want North America and Europe to have a 50-50 ratio between, oh. them, between themselves right, in terms of overall fan base and fandom. And uh, what, what, what I do expect is that, so the strengths of Europe, uh, depending on the game, but for most games, except Call of Duty, Halo, um, the strength of Europe is player base mm-hmm. size. Europe's player base is larger than North America's player base. So if you want to win world championships, more often than not, Europe is the play. I mean, you can go China or whatever, right? But that's a different <laughs> game. I'm, 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 uh, <laughs> we are present in China. We are, in fact, the largest Western brand in China mm-hmm. uh, by numbers. But uh, we don't intend to open a Chinese team or anything like that. But however, um, the strength of Europe, which is, I guess, the, 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 
number of players and the competitiveness in most titles uh, gets countered by North American's strength in <coughs> overall marketing mm. and entertainment factor. So, yeah, like for example, there are very large German YouTubers, but they speak German. I don't understand German, mm. right? And I want to cater to uh, the majority of my community, which speaking speaks English. I'm Spanish myself, and mm -hmm. I could have done plenty of things in Spain that look cool on paper, but I don't want to do stuff in Spanish. <laughs> I want to do everything in English. I want to do. I want to cater to the most amount of people possible, and so this leads us to North America being the Everest of entertainment. So looking at some of the ambitions I have with the brand and brands and organization itself. I mean, one day you'll have a Netflix show about the samurai, an animated Netflix show about our samurai and a whole constellation of things happening around the samurai. Mm. You might have, you know, top charts, G2 music. You might have, um, G2 gaming initiatives. Maybe we one day actually develop a game. Who knows, right? Like, I don't know what the future looks like. And North America is undeniably um, the number one for everything or almost everything entertainment at, on English language. So owning North America is, is a must-have. Hmm. Mm. That's a, it's a, it's a tough uh, mountain to climb for sure. And so I think you guys are... I mean, honestly, when I look at the quality <coughs> of work of... And, and honestly, even empathy with the community, understanding, relating to the community. It's like North America is just full of copycats and, yes. and they copy each other. If you go into a North American team video, whatever the team, whatever the, whatever the lineup, whatever the team, <laughs> you know exactly which music you will, you will have in that video. Like this American rap music. Am I really good at that? And I, I, I'm just saying, I, I've, I've, I've heard that beat so many times, just from the same teams, from the same lineups, from the same everything. They just, they're copycats of each other, yeah. you know? All yeah. of them listen to the same music, dressed equally, like the same things, are equally humble, do the same things and say the same things on Twitter. It's just a copycat. It's just different logos. That's what they are. Yes. And, 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 and G2 is different. G2 mm. is unique. <clears throat> yeah, we have some European people. Yeah, I'm Spanish, but... We have a lot of Americans in here, increasingly. So we have Chinese people, South Korean. We have people from you know South America, all around Europe. Like it's a multicultural. It's a potpourri of of different <laughs> cultures and ways of doing things. No, for sure. It's I and mean it's fresh. Yes. I was going to say just like, I think the reason why so many North American companies kind of just copycat off each other is because it's still kind of this new thing they're trying to figure out. And so they just kind of regurgitate the same things over and over yeah, they regurgitate, because exactly. it works. And they, they take the ABC of world problems mm -hmm. and try to do public stuff mm -hmm. around those world problems. And that's how they build their brands. So their brands is not their brand, but the world problems they're trying to solve. Yes. They stand for nothing. And the only stuff they stand for is almost like a populist way of running a company. Mm. You know, it's, you're running a company based on what people will uh, give you brownie points, brownie points for almost. Yeah. And that makes every company literally look like each other. <laughs> you're, you're dead on. You're dead on. So, so yeah, we, we don't do any of that. We do things our way. As I said, oh, yeah. we have a very clear moral compass, so we don't have to think twice about what to do. If it feels good, we do it. If it feels bad, we don't. Uh, if we do something that feels good and the reaction is bad, 
we adapt our thinking and grow with the times and adjust. And then we, the next thing we release, we know it. So, I mean, it works out at the time for you. And so it works out great. And so, I mean, you're expanding everywhere, going into North America, staying strong in Europe. Uh, I mean, what's an esports title right now that you're looking at? I mean, if you can tell me, or if you can't tell me, that's okay. But what's an esports title that you're looking at right now where you're like, we should get an esports team in that, right? Somehow, some way. But realistically, it might not happen. I mean, we are part of the uh, Halo um, mm-hmm. partner teams, initial yeah. partner teams. Yes. And and I think Halo, I mean, I don't know how exciting how the game will be. What I have seen, I like a lot because it reminds of the previous Halo, but I don't know how much of that is nostalgia versus actually good mechanics of the game. So I don't know the stickability of the game. That will depend on, on, on <coughs> the gameplay loop, right? Mm-hmm. But to be determined. But I think Halo has a lot of potential, specifically because Call of, Call of Duty, after Battlefield failing miserably to do anything relevant and being very far away from what they were before, and then... Halo disappearing from the map, essentially, made Call of Duty be the only North American console shooter mm. that was sort of like premium. So they got a lot of market share and Activision Blizzard success is based a lot on just literally Call of Duty. It's mm-hmm. like a single title thing. I mean, besides the mobile stuff they do, right? Yeah. But, um, with King. But um, um, now with Halo, <laughs> you have the opportunity of like deb- debanking. Is that the word I'm looking yes, for? Yes, yes. Um, debanking uh, Call of Duty from first place. And even if they don't debank Call of Duty from first place and just get some market share from the console shooter genre, it's going to make a big difference. So something tells me that that one could be a banger. But again, I don't know enough about the mechanics of the game or the gameplay loop, their ability to keep people interested with multiplayer, which other games have done really, really well, and some others haven't. Hmm. Um, so so I, I think it'll depend on that. With that said, so that's one. Another one, I think there's a constant is Rocket League. Like Rocket League is and should be. Actually, Rocket League is a game designed to be the largest esport on the planet. Yes. I think that um, cross-platform is helping the game massively. I, it's funny because, you know, when I take an Uber, when I speak with random people, when I'm, when it's, you know, for me, a, a good mirror of what's happening next is like just 14 year olds in high school. Everybody plays Rocket League or has a friend that plays Rocket League. Mm-hmm. I think that game is like, you know, just like Fortnite has been, right? I mean, obviously, obviously Fortnite, right? Obviously, but Fortnite is almost like a bit, Fortnite is almost a bit like yesterday. And, and I feel like Rocket League is like a constant, like constant upwards trajectory. Um, interesting with Fortnite is the creative stuff they're working on. Like, it's, it's really, really, really sick, actually. Mm. I feel like Epic Games' ambitions um, with Fortnite and creative in general are just... I mean, if they come even to fruition 20%, mm. like, this is going to change the whole gaming ecosystem. No, for sure. Again. Yeah, I mean, several times over, right? I mean, how times can you do it yeah. over? But uh, they just they just signed a big partnership deal with the NFL. They're looking at the Premier League, too. So I'm, I'm hoping we see some yeah, stuff no, out that's of that. What, those are like some licensing deals. They're cool, but I'm talking like the creative stuff they're, they're have, they have in mind. Mm-hmm. Like Epic Games and the creative stuff they have in mind is really, really interesting and sick. Mm-hmm. It will change the game. Uh, I mean, you know, of course, Unreal Engine, uh, the, the, the newest, complete change the game as well. And what they can do with cross games. So combining what they have in Fortnite with other games that are in Unreal Engine and how you can use creative to combine those two games and the mechanics of each game. I think that's just insane. Mm. Like they have like a, it's a time ticking bomb if they, if they know how to use it. So just interested to look at that and what comes out of that. 
No, for sure. As, as somebody who's playing uh, Platinum Two right now in Rocket League, I, I hope I hope we see some That's some big. Bad. Thank Congrats. you. Thank you. Thank you. See, my wife says like it's no <laughs> big know deal. How to do aerials? What? What you are those? How to do aerials? No. What are those? What are those? I'm kidding. Yes. Aerials? Yes. Okay. I know how to do aerials. Come on. Yes. Come on. You know how to do aerials. Yes. Well, I'm, yes. Actually, I'm actually plat one. No, plat three. Plat three. I'm oh. plat three. Okay. But, but I don't know how to do aerials. So maybe my strength is uh, different. Carlos, please. You have I'm, a Rocket I'm League good. team yourself. Ask them to coach you. <laughs> but aerials are tough. I don't know what you call. I would like to see your aerials, well, Mr. Plat two. I jump up and I kind of spin a little bit and I jump in towards the ball. It's an aerial for me. Okay. So. So okay, so you do like the okay, so you do like the budget area, like budget yes. version of an aerial. Yes, they have to be. Okay, nice. let's call it. Okay, let's call it aerial. Okay, congrats. <laughs> we both do aerials then. <laughs> Look, I gotta say it's been it's been fun talking to you. I was curious, <laughs> you're scarfless. I usually remember seeing you wear so many scarves. And so, what happened to the scarf? Are they are they gone now? No more scarves. The other day I wore the scarf again, um, and it was the only sunny day in Berlin in the whole summer. <laughs> so I think, that's, I think that's God talking to me, saying, "What are you doing, sir? Move on to something else." <laughs> no, I mean, I, 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 I like the I like the the scarves, but I'm more like a I mean, it's more like an accessory. So here's here, here's a bit of as a, a tip actually. Go for it. If you are unknown, just find something, find a stick. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, once you're known, you don't have to do that because then you become that. Yes. I don't want to be a scarf man. I'm Carlos and I wear a scarf sometimes. Okay. <laughs> but, but in order to get known, Carlos wasn't enough. Carlos needed some stick and that was the scarf. So you just gotta be smart with this. You just like brand, how to get known, like how to get brand awareness, how to get some market share out there in the red ocean of people <laughs> trying to become known. Just do something a little different. You know, my yeah. scarves were ridiculous. I love them though. I had like the most colorful pink scarves, I love those. I remember. I remember those were those were some those, were, those helped me build. <laughs> those were those were scarves. That's yeah. for sure. So, <laughs> <laughs> Carlos, I can't tell you how much fun it was to talk to you and, and kind of uh, have your perspective on things happening with G two Esports. I want to wish you guys the best of luck moving into North American market. And of course, uh, thank you. I can't thank you enough for coming on my show and, and talking about it. So, thank you for your time. I know you got a busy day ahead of uh, ahead of yourself. We'll, so, we'll let you go a little bit. Okay. <laughs> awesome, yo! Thank you very much. I, I appreciate it. Thanks everybody listening into my voice for this long <laughs> he's carlos <laughs> rodriguez aka also the ceo founder of g2 esports and i'm kevin correa right here on the on the esports network podcast Whoa!